would say that on that. I'm still trying to think of the most profound movie I've seen. Um, Star Wars? Harry Potter. I actually really liked The Prestige. I don't know if it's profound, though. I mean, I think it, to some extent. I think it was surprising. It's a little bit more profound than a lot of Nolan movies. Well, he talks, like, I think the idea of, like, killing your Oh, that's a good topic. A Christopher Nolan movie. Which is the most profound. Which is any. the most profound Christopher Nolan movie? Um, <laughs> what did you say? Avatar? Nah, the Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> Actually, it's that's James a better Cameron. topic. What is the most profound James Cameron movie? <laughs> Titanic. Easy. No. Easy. Easily what, what is the... Um, that movie makes me angry. Titanic? What is the yeah, like, what is the moral of the story of Titanic? Wait, hold on. I want to hear what makes uh, Mac... at the end. She's just like not saying help. She's just like, I'm like just. She's frozen. She, yeah. I don't buy that. She couldn't just be like, yo, come over here. To who? The ship. Oh. She's and somehow they like see her and she's just like. Oh. That frustrates me when she's like dying. Can we just dunk you in Arctic water for a while? I've taken cold showers you... in the winter before. For, like, hours. <laughs> no. But also, she's on, like, a pallet board. Like, come on. A door. Same thing. That's what made you angry about Titanic? Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Well, and the fact that they locked everyone, like, in the, in the, in the downstairs of the ship. That seems kind of rude. It's been a long time since I've seen Titanic. So what is, what is the most profound... Christopher Nolan movie. Christopher Nolan movie. Okay, just so we're all. I mean, I want to just say Dark Knight, just because it's. Oh really? You think Dark Knight? Um, okay. Well, what what are the what are the top three candidates? Well, I feel I, like Dark Knight's definitely a top three. <clears throat> let's let's filter down the sure. the list and then. Dark Knight. Those. Okay. Um, Would you found Inception? Is it Inception? I think Inception. Okay. <laughs> we're just like naming the three movies. Um, right now. <laughs> uh, Memento. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, I assume Dunkirk's not on the list. I haven't seen Dunkirk. I haven't seen it either. Um, uh, uh, what's the one that Mac, the Prestige? Okay. I, I really like the Prestige. Um, Dark Knight Begins and Dark Knight Rises. Those don't count. Those no, I those mean, they are, they are Christopher Nolan movies. Interstellar. I haven't seen it. I haven't Interstellar. seen it. Um, there's not a lot of other, uh, well-known ones, apparently. Okay, so let's say Inception, Dark Knight, uh, Memento. I think Memento, actually. Really? Top, yeah, for sure. Well, so what are the topics that these grapple with? I mean, Memento, for sure. The fact that um, he essentially, like, has, like, self, not self-sabotages, but basically gives himself purpose. Memento? Yeah. He, like, figures it all out, and then he's like, nope, not gonna, like, like, uh, spoiler alert, but... Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long... So, ironically, I don't remember all of it, but, (laughs) like, I know, like, he he killed his wife, and then somehow he writes himself notes to try and discover what happened, and then you're saying he gets to the end and discovers that he did, and then throws away the evidence? I I actually don't really remember it, but I remember my takeaway from it, which was mostly... Have you seen it? Mm -hmm. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, whoops. Yeah. It was released in 2000. I was like, a baby. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Double boy. whoops. Whoops. Wait, why? Whoops. Oh, just that ouch. Yeah. Not whoops. <laughs> ouch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Ouch. Well, we were also just ruining the movie for you. I looked it up on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. We're good. All right. That's not going to tell you the ending of the movie, is yeah. it? Yeah. No. Okay. Wait, are you going to, though? Yeah, that's did. what the whole Don't listen to the podcast, it. please. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My ears. It's yeah. okay, because, you know, he won't leave himself a note to remember to listen to the podcast. Right. There so you go. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. So we need to take it off the list. Why? I mean, I'll just say, you know, the whole thing with grappling with, um, uh, uh, like, self-purpose or, like, how do humans give themselves purpose in life? I think think that's really profound. I think it's the 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 moral of the story, huh? I think, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's... Wait, so, again, I don't remember. Did did he... You're just ruining the movie for Mac. Did he not feel that... He had purpose once he discovers what he discovers, which I won't repeat. Um, I don't know. I mean, you just have to look on what his actions were, right? He's the killer of his life? Moral of the story, Mac know. and David need to watch Memento. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so he's looking for who killed his wife in a That is the, killed his wife. I actually don't even know what he's looking for. I think he's trying to figure out. Okay. Yeah, yeah the, the Rotten Tomatoes said he's trying to figure out who killed his wife. Yeah, and the that's... only way I can see it being interesting or profound if it, is if it ended up being him. Really? Well, who else could it have been? I don't know. Exactly. Actually, I don't remember who killed his wife. Okay. But how he goes about it and given his like uh, short-term memory or whatever, it's really interesting to me that he reaches whatever said conclusion he reaches mm. and to continue on. like that. That's the end of the movie, and you're just like, wow, okay. All right, option two is the Dark Knight. Um, okay, the, I'll let you guys talk about this. The philosophical basis, I guess, is one. I'm trying to think. What I don't know if there's actually a question. It's just like a philosophical. It's just like chaos and order, right? And the conflict between them. Mm-hmm. Two. I think it is like there's this there's this like running theme of so I get okay actually so I guess the the question in one is like which is actually like effective or which will win out right in the sense of there is this conflict between the Joker and Batman and uh in order like essentially the Joker tries to put Batman in a predicament where he has to break his own rules in order to accomplish what he wants Mm -hmm. and you know the joker thinks that his like anarchistic uh ploy will force the bat batman to to break this and you know the batman basically his whole mantra is like his rules are unbreak like unbreakable and and uh absolute Mm -hmm. uh so that's one thing um it's a good question what the takeaway is at the end. I don't think it's neither here nor there, actually. Like, I don't know if we have a resolution to that conflict. I think, like, neither of them actually succeed in a way, right? Because the Joker's doesn't, he's like, his plot doesn't actually come to fruition, right? Like, the, he, 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 he believes that the city of Gotham will tear itself apart if given a moral dilemma of like mm-hmm. when they're on the boats and each have the opposite trigger to blow up the opposite boat and one's full of criminals and one's full of citizens, right? So that doesn't work out. 
But then at the same time, Batman um, isn't able to save Rachel. Right. Um, Rachel. Actually, so, so, okay, again, but I guess, like, I don't know if that counts. Like, he was going to go save Harvey, mm-hmm. but he goes... He's going to go save Rachel. Sorry, he's going to go save Rachel, but then he goes to save Harvey instead. Like, which yeah. is that? Is is that him like following the 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 his path? Like, does does Batman see that as the moral thing to do in this situation? I guess so. I don't know. That's his moral, right? It's emotional for him. No, I think it is though, right? Because like he knows that Harvey is the key to uh, saving the city. Yeah. And going and saving Rachel was an emotional, selfish choice. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And so by going to save Harvey, he's like doing the right thing. No, he got tricked no, into saving. He got Harvey. tricked into saving. He was trying to save Oh, he was Rachel. supposed to save Rachel? He wanted yeah. to save okay. Rachel. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joker switched the addresses. Right. He, oh, I, see, I didn't realize um, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. that was subtle. That was the whole thing. That was yeah. Okay. He, he doesn't seem surprised. <laughs> Who? Batman. Uh, he handles it with grace. <laughs> no, yeah, he like realizes it. He's like, oh, crap. I didn't see, I didn't get uh, that emotion. Well, How do you know? Just be, so, so it's interesting because. I see. Because I, sh- I do remember him saying, I'm going after Rachel, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. And then he shows up at Harvey. Right. But I I, I, I don't know. I felt like for some it. reason yeah. he was like, he was just saying that and then they like switched it because he realized it's more important. So they sent, you know, uh, they, they swapped or something. I don't know. Wait, they definitely call this out explicitly. Yeah, they do. They, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, okay. No, I think you're, you're correct. Yeah. Um, I actually feel like that's one of the lesser moral quandaries that Batman finds himself in. Or at least it's one of the fewer moral quandaries. In that movie? In that movie, yeah. Because it's also the one where um, what Joker says he's going to blow up a hospital unless, like, Batman turns himself in or something. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. And he's going to, like, this is the one where he, like, is actually going to go do it. Yeah. But then he realizes that, like, Gotham needs, like, Batman. And Harvey Dent, like, steps in. And he's like, I I am Batman. Well, but... I but so okay so I see a different view on this too. I could be wrong. Yeah, but I thought he was just going to go do it, and Harvey just did it before he could do it. Well, he, there's also this like moment of hesitation, and then yeah, then the, the movie kind of Nolan does this a lot yeah. where he like over explains it. But yeah. then there's that like scene with um uh, Alfred and Rachel yeah. where Rachel's like I I like I don't know why like 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 um bruce like let harvey go take the fall for him and then alfred joe's and like goes on and explains it like um i don't remember that yeah yeah this is when rachel leaves him the alfred the note which is another moral quadri right where for alfred for for alfred Alfred, right in terms of like bruce is like you know we were gonna go you know he's like you know she was gonna like we were gonna go like Batman, he's gonna go like leave Batman before Rachel dies, right? Yeah. And then Alfred goes and like burns burns the note, right? The uh, series is also the hero's journey, by the way. Batman. Batman. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the lesser hero's journeys. What? Really? Like Superman is for sure. Wait, no way. But Batman, no way. Oh, you're saying because he's really a kid with like no parents and like in the. Well, don't you remember? Like in the first one, isn't he kind of like a spoiled brat? And then this this basically trauma happens, and he has to rise to the, you know, become this higher uh, form. He like joins the Cobra Kai and like. Did you say Cobra Kai? Yeah. Cobra Kai. Yeah. 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 I actually think it's one of the uh, less archetypy heroes. Interesting. Uh, um. uh, d- well, even in Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. 
He like has to literally rise out of the pit and yeah. send himself to uh, save the city. Mad no. cringe. What? That's a mad cringe. I mean, yeah. Come on. It like could they make it more literally? Yeah, that's metaphoric. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, oh, like I, mean, I think th- I think all the people in the pit are chanting. Actually, rise. Yeah. Like liter- yeah. literally. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. too much for me. Too much. It was. I think there's a there's something to be said for like the subtleness or like the succinctness of. Can I uh, take a minor digression on, um, so I have like a pet, I don't know if it's pet peeve, but it's a, it's, it's very similar, um, uh, with villains and like scary things in movies or like hard concepts, I just feel it's a very strong anti-pattern to like over-reveal or explain, right? So I actually think one smart thing they didn't do in that was like remove Bane's mask. Like, that's, like, a very, like, classic trope, right? Where the, this kind of evil character is wearing this mask, and at the end they reveal, like, who's yeah. behind the mask, right? Um, well, they kind of did. Not, like, a, a literal reveal, but then they realize that it's, like, Talia. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, which, that, that's more of a plot twist, sure. I think, right? But, um, um, so, like, the Scream movies, that's a good example, mm. where, like, to me like keeping someone um hidden behind the mask is is much scarier than at the end where they're like it was her like derpy friend right you probably haven't seen scream um and and if you ever seen like jj abrams like has this whole i think literally ted talk about this like the mystery box concept which is like your imagination is so much more powerful than what they can actually show you. And so, anyways, within, like, Dark Knight Rises, like, all the stuff leading up to, like, the pit and all the stuff is, I think, like, way more powerful than, you know, when they're literally shoving it in your face, essentially. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, uh, or, 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 like, you know, if, if, so another great example of this is the Joker, right? His, the hmm. mystery of his background is far exceeds actually revealing it. In fact, uh, I just watched a YouTube video <laughs> uh, hypothesizing about the new movie. Mm-hmm. Are they making one? They're making a new one with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, really? Another one? Yeah. Wow. And um, they were talking about uh, that it, it might go into his, like the Joker's origin. And how they have to be really careful about that because it could really Ruined. make for a bad movie yeah. because so much of the modern Joker, like, uh, mythology or, sure, is, is based on the, the mystery of his, yeah. or ambiguity of his background. And um, have you ever heard of, like, The Killing Joke? It's like a, it's just like this comic that Alan Moore worked on and it was like one of the there's been like a couple of comics for Batman where they've kind of up leveled the sophistication of who Batman is, who these villains are, what they struggle with beyond, you know, guy in spandex throwing, you know, boomerangs yeah. at clowns. Yeah. Um and so essentially like I think this this was they pointed at this as the first instance where the joker's history was in question and 
in fact, I believe so. So there's there's some kind of uh, like flashback scenes in this, and they, um, uh, there's basically ambiguity to if those flashbacks are like accurate at all, uh-huh. and something like very very horrible happens to the Joker and his family, and that supposedly is like what pushed him over the ledge, and then he try he captures um, Commissioner Gordon. It basically, like, tries to do the same thing. Like, I think it's, like, at uh, Cody Island or something. You know, something like, it's, like, one of those, like, it's, like, there's, like, a yeah. rides and things, but no one's there. And he, like, captures him, and he's, like, you know, captured his daughter and done horrible things. <laughs> and uh, and, and the, 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 the concept was, like, oh, like, I had this, like, horrible day, and it drove me crazy, and I'm going to do the same thing to you. But then the, the commissioner doesn't go crazy. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, basically it calls into question like the whole premise of the Joker's background at that point, right? Because like, well, no, like this isn't how it happens. So like maybe that's not why you're crazy and maybe that backstory didn't even happen. Uh, uh, and diversion, thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so anyways, yeah, like uh, just another reason why the Dark Knight is better than the Dark, Ride, Dark, uh, Dark Knight Rises. Third option is Inception. Which may actually be my favorite movie, but I'm not sure if I'm convinced it's the most profound. I think it's like heavily, it's very cerebral. Is that the right term? Yeah, I, I, I think it's more cerebral than profound. I don't know. I feel like I'll let Mac talk about this one. Let me talk about this. Have you seen Inception? I've seen it, yeah. What did you think? It was a cool premise. But I also don't know, yeah, I'm trying to think of like what was profound about it. Well, I, so, uh, to lay it out there, I think that, um, it's trying to call into question your perception of reality and what is real and what is not real. Yeah. Right. And just because you experience something, does that actually mean that it's, uh, accurate and, you know, essentially with, I don't know what did they do. They took drugs or something and yeah, went yeah. to the sleep, you know? Uh, basically his point is, have you ever had an experience that is not real? Like uh, essentially like a dream is an experience, which is not a real thing, which is feels real because it is so, um, you know, it has so much, uh, um, uh, matter, just uh, so much matter. No, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it, it, it feel, it literally, it, it, at the time it yeah. seems as if it is, uh, I don't know, it like has a lot of fidelity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, 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 it's a very, very close resemblance to reality. Right. And yeah. so it's so, there's this, there's this point at which like, how do you distinguish them? Yeah. I buy that's, that. that's the, the profound part. Pr- profundity. Yeah, profound part. Pr- profundity. Profundity. Yeah. Um, I can imagine that being profound for people who have trouble telling the difference between. Whoa! Wow! Shots, Shots fired. fired. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, have you ever? I feel like I haven't had many situations where I've been like, "Am I actually?" You've never had like an intense dream. Oh yeah, I've had intense dreams, but I feel like when I'm like awake, I'm. Not, of course, not but in the dream, idea, did you realize that it was a dream? Well, sometimes you do. That's what the lucid dreaming is, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I thought the whole idea was that when you, like, you never, I thought the idea was that when you get back to reality, yeah. that you aren't sure whether or not you're still one layer deep or not. Mm-hmm. 
like but it's kind of like, I don't know, if you had one dream and then you had the next dream, would you be sure that you're dreaming and not awake? Yeah, yeah. Well, this goes back to my dreaming within a dream thing. Well, they're using like a literal layer metaphor, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Whereas right. there's other more yeah. ambiguous situations you might imagine. Well, the interesting thing too is there's like this time, um, like this slowdown of time when mm-hmm. you're in the dream world that I find very interesting. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that was more for cinematic uh, thrill than uh, philosophical, you know, meat. Well, well yeah, if that could well, actually work, that seems like a very high leverage way. To I just, oh, boy. <laughs> well, it goes back really? to... Um, really? Like, we, we got to harvest that. Like, so gotta... now you now Mac doesn't want to not sleep for eight hours a day because you could be doing, like, 56 hours of coding during that time. <laughs> well, I'm going to call back. Because the whole idea of how we started the new experience initiative, yeah. new experience initiative, new yeah. experience initiative, was th- when I lent Mac uh, my book about sleepwalking with Einstein. Okay. And he came in one day and he had this realization that experiencing new things yeah. will cause you to experience time uh, slower. Yeah. Yeah, which is how we started on a new experience initiative. Which may not actually be a function of that at all but of your focus in that experience, right? New exp- So things that you've done before are like more rote, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you yeah. tend to just kind of be in a less uh, focused state. Whereas, so going back to meditation or, you know. Oh, you're um, saying it doesn't necessitate. Well, I'm just saying that if you, if you are able to uh, come into a more uh, mindful, focused state of being, uh, you may experience things similarly. Without needing to do new Without needing to do something exactly new. Interesting. So for, you know, um, I, I, so I will, okay, I will drag, drag in things from other, from other, uh, I will break the fourth wall. Uh, I've listened to your podcast. Um, so, like, have you actually, have you, re- I'm <laughs> guessing the answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry to keep disappointing this We'll put ha, it in the show. Have you ever, like, read anything about, like, Zen or Buddhist thought? Um, so, the, we read the Tao of Pooh. Okay. Are you familiar with Yes. Okay, yeah, I read that. In some computer engineering class, we had to read it. Okay. Um, Does that count? Perhaps. Okay. Um, so, so, the thing that keeps, like occurring in my head when I hear you talk about the topic is like like the you know chop wood carry water the concept have you no, no okay give me weird new. looks so, so so basically I think um lots of concepts from this area of philosophy with like Buddhism or mindfulness or even maybe parts of the world where people have more repetitive, um, replaceable, let's say, jobs. Okay. To reference your words, not mine. Okay. Um, Wait, <laughs> I hope I didn't offend anyone. <laughs> um, that uh, the, 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 you can actually derive a lot of meaning and uh, focus and maybe even joy from something which appears to be a repetitive process. Right, so chopping wood, carrying water, right? There's nothing special about that. Okay. You And you might do that over and over and over again, but uh, your kind of engagement in it and 
uh, like commitment to it can actually create meaning from it. Interesting. Yeah. I right, and your 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 kind of mindfulness of it and of what you're doing and like focus on it. Yeah. So, so to me, like uh, people who are craftsmen, this probably applies to. Yeah. Right, where um, they they do something like a sushi chef. Chef. Yeah. Uh, they, (laughs) it's very repetitive what they do, but I think that they take great pride in what they do, uh, and they see it as like a, uh, you know, something beyond just like slapping rice together and fish. Right. Right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because it seems like they're deriving a lot of like internal self-worth, like as opposed to someone like myself, I feel like I derive a lot of external, my self-worth external. Well, to connect to one of the p- possible topics that we didn't talk about it, which is millennials, oh, uh, yeah. I feel that uh, a tr- friend with the, so um, even younger, me, the even younger people, huh? Does this include me, by the way? Millennials? Yeah. I don't, I think you are. I thought he's Gen Z. Are you? Yeah. I'm not sure. Gen X, whatever. Gen uh, that would actually uh, match my mental model even more. But, like, I think there is a little bit of um, a trend uh, that maybe makes it, I don't know, for whatever reason, not not pointing fingers, but, like, internal validation versus external 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 validation is an important thing and i think that people grapple with that more now and younger people grapple with it more now than perhaps in the past why i that's the question i see right i mean blame whatever social media i don't know um you're saying that in the past people more easily found validation internally yes interesting um and I think that, you know, I mean, we could be here a while. Uh, you know, social, social trends uh, are that uh, there is a higher desire for external validation. I'll give you, like, an example, not from anyone in the room, but from, like, uh, you know, I have a younger half-sister, and so, like, people her age, and I think there's kind of a, uh, there's kind of, like, this, I forget who was, maybe it was my parents or someone was talking about where um, basically some of the kids like in her school were like, I, I don't want to swim, right? And they're like, why? And they're like, well, uh, I'm never going to be as good as Michael Phelps, mm-hmm. right? So what's the point? Mm-hmm. And you compare that with, I don't know, like, I, 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 you know, obviously, like, a bunch of kids, uh, let's just go back, like, my parents, like, a bunch of kids swam because they had to because of school, but I think a lot of people just did it because they liked it, and that's that's enough, right? Mm-hmm. They they derive enjoyment from it. They like it. They don't care if they're the fastest one or the best one or whatever, yeah. uh, and there's kind of contentment with that, and I think that that has diminished in some forms, putting you to sleep. I'm yawning, listeners. <laughs> well, I think we now know your new methodology for going to sleep. Maybe you should just report <laughs> podcast. Maybe maybe we should play Rocket League and you wake up. <laughs> no, sorry, I didn't need to yawn. Um, it's interesting. Rough, rough crowd. Rough yeah, crowd here. Um, it is interesting. I do wonder. I think I'm happy that I'm at least aware enough to know that I drive a lot of validation externally. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing yet. It seems like it's, naively you're bad. You're good. Okay. It seems like 
If you go overboard with it, it seems bad. Really? Because I feel like you 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 don't. What what's one specific thing that you derive external validation from? Because you're not like on social media. What? Vlog views. Yeah. What? <laughs> vlog. <laughs> Well, I mean, I what? thought that was like a joke. Like, obviously, no one's gonna watch your vlog. Oh, 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 oh. oh ouch! Not whoops. Ouch. Last episode. Uh, yeah, that was brutal. Man, there, there's some haymakers being thrown here. Uh, Mac, Mac was like in kindergarten in 2000. <laughs> Mac vlog. Uh, Oof. Well. I just don't even Yeah, know. how do you how do you come back from that? <laughs> I mean, it's not I think like that's even... I think that's called in external invalidation. I think that's I'm not even I'm trying for views though. That's true. I'm not uh, clickbaiting. Good. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have standards. You've had some pretty clickbaity titles. <laughs> I've had I don't know what you're... I... Wait a minute. I take it back. <laughs> yeah. I I think there's been some you won't believe and some Oh, those are supposed to I be cut just... all my wife's hair off video. <laughs> Well, that one got a lot. That of one views. got a lot of views, but the rest yeah. of them are just supposed to be satire. Um, oh, yeah. See, I think I feel like Social you make commentary. a lot of the vlogs for your own internal reasons, right? You like, I think you derive joy from making them. Yeah. You like spending the time with Christine making them. Like, there you, you go. Share experiences making them. Yeah. There and you go. That's all internal validation, is it? Yes. It counts as internal validation. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yes. Okay. Then sure. Okay, so then I have a. But the view counts as external. Yeah. Well, it helps if I get more views. Yeah, but you but don't get any views. But I, I guess what I, I guess I don't need external Good. validation. Good. Right. There Good. you go. There you go. Oh. We've reached the moment of Zen. This is what meditation feels like. Um, we haven't actually wrapped up though because we have to stack rank the three movies. That's right. All right. So Memento. Me. I'll go first. Memento. Uh, Inception. Oh, I thought we were gonna reach uh, consensus. Dark Knight. We're never going to reach consensus. Whoa, really? Bottom? Uh, hmm? The Dark Knight's on the bottom. Yeah, I actually don't think it's very profound at all. Okay. Um, did you see it in IMAX? I did not. <laughs> That's probably why. <laughs> it's a profound, not large. <laughs> oh. It was huge. Wait, what's the yeah. difference? <laughs> it was the largest experience I've ever had. If I were to stack rank my three, I think I would go... And just because I haven't seen Momentum, I can, Momento, I can't include it. Okay. Um, but I think I would go The Prestige. That's not. Then Inception. Option. And then Dark Knight. Unless that's the profound thing you're doing. But You're thinking outside the box. He said The Prestige. Number one, Prestige. Number that one. wasn't on the, the three we were discussing. Well, yeah, we were. We were discussing those four. Question clarification. Between, do we swap them? No, no, no. We said there's four, there's the top four options. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. We tried to pull a pass. Yeah, uh, I, 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 deal with, I deal with this frequently. Okay. okay. You're quicker than I thought. <laughs> okay, then I'll just throw a momento. I listen, Matt. I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, oh, okay, so we can't answer this for now. Right, so I we can't answer this. Okay, a, so it was the Inception. Dark Knight or Inception. 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 We never even... More profound. More profound than Dark Knight. We also didn't talk about how the prestige was profound because that's what Mark Ma Mac was saying. We didn't talk about it because it wasn't on the list. <laughs> well, that's we started off. Would you with like the to? Okay, why don't why don't we we'll take quickly a, talk about how Mac take us take yeah. us through a sidebar? Well, 
I mean, how's prestige profound? Well, I just think it's interesting that the the cloning operation that happens, where like he discovers this machine where he can clone himself, and every time he has to kill himself, as part of his magic trick, like he has to kill the clone. So it's unclear like which of them is the quote unquote real him, or if they're both the real him. And the reason why I think this is profound is because I imagine a future. Well, I actually watched a YouTube video on uh, cloning. Just the idea of like cloning or like uploading people's brains to like some like I don't know cloud or whatever and like what that would look like and like if you were to just like I don't know put someone uh, anesthetic and then like upload their brain like do you have to kill them in that moment if not they've like forked and now mm-hmm. they're like two things is it like murder to kill the body or like kill well, the brain that's under and what do you consider the person like are you talking about like their soul or just like their memories are intact consciousness consciousness yeah I uh, so <laughs> my my version of this, especially when I was little, was like the Star Trek teleporter, because it's like yeah, yeah. literally doing that every time, yeah, and right. I'm like, is that the same person? Yeah, right, right, mm. right. Yeah, I mean, effectively, it might as well. Like, wouldn't that scare the crap out of you if you're like, we're going to disassemble you and reassemble you? That's like the, that's pretty much awesome. exactly the physics question you deal with in. But that's sleep, right? That's like. What? <laughs> Man, like, I gotta gotta get your mattress. <laughs> I'm going to like sacrifice my consciousness for a few hours and hopefully I can. No, no, the they like side. literally physically disassemble. Yeah, yeah, you. I mean, yeah, but it's the same idea. <laughs> <laughs> you get great REM cycle. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. That seems pretty straightforward to me. Yes, it's the same thing if it's the same composition. But uh, so does the Star Trek transporter actually move your atoms over there or just reassemble it out of atoms that happen to be there? And what if it's in a different atmosphere? I have a lot of questions. Is it the same document if you send it to a friend? Yes. Like, is it the same movie if it's seen on a screen over here, over there? So it's just the informational structure that matters? I think so. Hmm. Interesting. That is pretty interesting. I never thought about See, that. See, and without the prestige, we never would have thought of this. Yeah, that's true. Although I, I did already think about the transport the thing when I was little. How else could it be? Yeah. They could be twins. Spoiler alert. Maybe everyone on the Star Trek is a twin. And at the beginning of the episode, all the twins run over to the planet. <laughs> the, the Star Trek it's prestige. <laughs> yes. That would be so good. Really? The, the captain's like, we're going to come down to your planet now. Turn around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Hey>! <laughs> <laughs> Pops out behind the, the door. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, yeah. Okay. That, okay. That seems right. like a pretty clear answer to me. Okay, so then what did we land on? As Prestige as yeah. is less profound than well, Inception. Here's a, I think I'm confusing profoundness with how much I like the movie because I also recall I said the Inception wasn't that profound and I put it above the Dark Knight. Yeah. Maybe I'll keep that ordering. Maybe I'll keep... Prestige, Inception. Well, personally, Prestige, then Inception, but Prestige doesn't count because... So I'm the tiebreaker. What's the tiebreaker? You're the tiebreaker. I'm the tiebreaker. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, hold on. You had Inception first, right? Yeah. No, I had uh, Memento. Oh. Oh, Memento. Memento. I see. So I don't think it's possible to break the tie. Okay. (laughs) Memento, Inception. So I did not find the Prestige... To be uh, profound, I like the part with David Bowie. Okay. Um, so between Memento, Inception, and Dark Knight, mm-hmm. I don't think the Memento was particularly profound. I think my reaction to Memento and 
um, the Prestige. It's kind of like M. Night Shyamalan. It's like a big reveal, right? Like a lot of it hinges on the reveal. Sure. Um, so it's off. Right, but what he does in light of that reveal is what's profound. Does the guy in Prestige do anything in light no, of No, I thought we were talking about Memento. Well, there's, I was saying they're similar to me. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> He's confusing the movies. Do you, do you know? Do you know the? Uh, do you know the concept? High concept. <laughs> Have you heard high concept? No. It just means something which is just kind of about some idea, but that's kind of it. I see. Um, and 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 there's maybe not like a lot of other substance beyond that, right? Like, um. Wait, but no, Memento's just all about finding purpose. So what I was going to say is these movies feel very high reveal to me in the sense of like the reveal is like the really premium thing. But then if you go and like think about the rest of the movie, it's really still just about the reveal rather than the actual like process and development and things like that. Well, I feel like Memento is less so than the rest of the Nolan's movies. Oh, see, I was thinking that was like the most high reveal. No, I feel like it's the least high reveal. Is it actually interesting to go and watch like all the precursor to that I'm not saying it's an interesting movie. I'm saying the concept is more inter- is more the, profound. So it's high concept. Uh, yeah, they're pretty high concept. Yeah, but I'm not saying that they're all hinged on the reveal. Like I feel like Inception mm-hmm. is more of that. Oh, see, there is no reveal though. Yeah, there is a little. No, bit. that's what I like about it. You don't know. Eh, yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. That the I end. think you just yeah. changed your no point right then. No. Yeah. Well, I'll go, go listen to that after. I think Inception wins, regardless of whether or not you choose. Um, oh, so I, there's no free will here? Well, yes. If we have Inception in second place and uh, Dark Knight in first, Inception still wins out. Okay. Okay, fine. Well, then we'll leave it ambiguous as to which one I prefer. <laughs> okay. This, okay. This is uh, what we call anticlimactic. Well, we need a big reveal. Have you heard Chekhov's gun? Yeah. I love this concept now, too. Like the stage distraction? Um, I've heard it in a different context. Which is? So, let me hear your version. I'll tell you mine. You can't include something in, like, a stage or in a movie? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think of that as, like, a... I guess it is a distraction, but that's not the, the important piece to me. It's that it's a letdown if you build up to something or, or show something as if it's important and then don't use it, so... Like, my, my vote is not quite Chekhov's gun, but close. It's like uh, minimalism, almost. Um, I'm thinking more like, I like you, you know, like in Logic, where it doesn't matter if that Logic executes. <laughs> that, that feels like it more to me. Uh, like oh, like dead circuit. code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Sure, dead code. Interesting. Uh, unreachable code. Unreachable code, yeah, that's yeah. actually right, yeah. So, we like to end each episode with one new thing that we've done each week. Um, so, I'll start with a new thing that I did this week. And, um, actually, last uh, this past weekend, um, I went to an Irish pub with uh, Mac and Jimmy and Dan and Spencer. Um <laughs> That was this weekend. That was this weekend. We got, uh, well, I, I forget what beers we got, but um, we had a grand old time. Jimmy really enjoyed this uh, pub. Um, and uh, uh, we got frozen yogurt afterwards, and it was great. Um, so 
thanks, Jimmy, for showing us around uh, your neighborhood. Um, and also, he has an aura ring. Um, uh, so this, we are absolutely not sponsored by aura rings, but if you do want a discount, you can use the Kevin Rose discount code to get you $100 off an aura ring. What's an aura ring? Um, it's a little ring that you wear. It measures your heart rate. It'll measure your sleep. It's uh, like a Fitbit tracker. But I thought it was going to be like ring. those weird medals that baseball players wear in a necklace around. No. I'll go next because I really don't want to end on this, but uh, <laughs> my my new thing this week is that I um, got to be on a very famous podcast recording. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. There you go. So for my new experience this week, I discovered a Rocket League bot writing framework, and I've been working on an AI to play Rocket League. And I'm super proud, and I've been telling everyone, uh, in less than a few hours, I wrote a robot to beat Christine at the game. You're proud of that? I feel like Christine would not be very proud of this. Well, Does she it, play the game? No, admittedly she doesn't play the game. <laughs> This AI can literally beat someone who has no hands on the keyboard or mouse. That's correct. Wow. Well, it's more challenging you'd, Bravo. you'd think to, to write a bot to go around the outside of a soccer ball and push it towards the right. So I guess the fact that it can score at all yeah. is actually the accomplishment. Exactly. Uh, How did your AI work? Uh, it's a three-state state machine. Uh-huh. First state is go behind the ball. Uh-huh. Second state is turn towards... Like, line it up, basically, mm -hmm. like, make sure the ball is lined with the goal. Mm -hmm. And the third state is just boost toward the, towards the ball and shoot it at the net. Uh, what, uh, why, when does it decide to transition before between the states? Uh, depending on its proximity to the mm -hmm. ball and its, uh, its position relative to the Have you ever tried just going throughout your day with a state machine? Ooh, that's a good challenge. Yeah. I thought you were going to end it there. The FSM challenge. I cannot still end it there. I mean, at the end of the day, aren't we FSMs? That do do not add do, don't end it. Wait, here. are we though? <laughs> no. You don't have an infinite number of brain cells, right? I think um, you're you're well. Actually, this is a very interesting topic. Uh, I think the um, do you know how neurons work? Does it matter? Uh. If you want to discuss this, <laughs> oh, no, it's very interesting because okay. they they um, they're like analog, semi analog, semi digital circuits, basically. Okay. Right. So they 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 do have real value inputs, essentially uh, many, but then they have essentially this um, activation function, mm -hmm. which is not like a linear system. And so they, like, fire or don't fire, depending on mm -hmm. certain things. So I don't know is the answer to your question. <laughs> well, I feel like if we can't encode an infinite amount of stuff in our brains, right? Yeah, I also feel like once you go over, like, a certain number, the whole FSM model's a little bit... Moot. Moot. I see, yeah. But right, right now, right. I think Mike's idea is hilarious, so I think you should take the FSM challenge Wait, tomorrow okay, this in is some form. What does the FSM challenge look like well, in the day-to-day? I, well, so I think you need to um, have a finite set of rules uh, and states, <laughs> right. and you should identify which one you're in, and based on some conditions, 
then you should go to the other states and you should follow rules within that state. Right. So, so it's like any behavior I can define ahead of time. I, I actually feel like I could probably do a reasonable job outlining your existing FSO. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. If I was pushed to do it on the spot. Before we end, how would you do it? You have so you're, you're, you're asking me yeah. to define max FSO? Yeah. Okay, so... Um, well, it's also hard because you have to define the transition function. But. Okay, well, so we know Mac goes to sleep when he is... I go to sleep when I think that if I stay up any later, it's going to be bad. Because? I'll be tired the next day. Okay, so let's say... Um, and what, why do you... Oh, we're going to get into deep psychology here. Sure. Why do you choose to, let's say, stop working and start playing Rocket League? Just to take a break. Because how do you know, like, why I'm seven, eight, nine, one in the morning? Oh, yeah, any time. Time is irrelevant. Just time is irrelevant. Like taking a break. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like state one for Mac is coding. Right. State two for Mac is playing Rocket League. State three for Mac is vlogging. <laughs> and state four for Mac is getting gelato. <laughs> and the rule for the switch is flip a coin. <laughs> so try it out tomorrow and let us know how it goes. How often do I flip the coin? Uh, Every 10 minutes? Yes. Every 10, Every 10 minutes. minutes. Well, I mean, you're just as likely to keep doing what you're doing as to do something different. So True. And, and, and then to decide which state you go to, just flip two coins. Wait, so it goes in those states in a circle? So coding. Yes. No. Rocket League. No, you flip one coin. It's, it's a circle. And you flip one coin to choose the direction. And you flip another coin to determine if you go forward or back. All right, go forward or not. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll try it tomorrow. Try every tomorrow. 10 minutes? Every, every hour? 30 minutes. State machine Mac. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Uh, 30 minutes of gelato sounds pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of Not gelato. four times over, though. <laughs> <laughs> you can flip a coin to determine how much gelato you should eat. <laughs> Wait. Oh, no, that wasn't you. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. Okay. Before we sign off for today, we want to thank our listeners for joining us. We appreciate your attentivity. Attentiveness. Is that a word, attentivity? Attention. Attention. I like attentivity. We also want to thank our sponsor. Uh, our single sponsor of this episode is, you know him well, Vinod Venkataraman or Venkataraman. We appreciate your sponsorship and we hope that you'll continue to sponsor regardless of how poorly we pronounce your name. Thank you, Vinod. Thanks. Please send us money.